0: You are listening to the service of Christian Burial for Dorothy May Alice Frock Osterloh. Pallbearers include Derek Barnes, Greg Barnes, Hunter Sagehorn, August Sagehorn, Brandon Rinker, Josh Rinker, Nick Rinker, Curtis Estes, Curtis Osterloh, Connor Osterloh, Michael Harmon, and J. Mark Harmon. Officiating is Reverend Jake Sletton. Preaching... Reverend Gary Griffin, and the organist, Mrs. Susan Senninger.
1: Please stand. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O God of grace and mercy, we give you thanks for your loving kindness to all of your servants who, having finished their course in faith, now rest from their labors. Grant that we also may be faithful to death and receive the crown of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We sing our opening hymn, Abide With Me. It is number 878 in your hymnal. continue by saying Psalm 23 responsibly as it is found printed in your bulletin. The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, as it was in the beginning. Please be seated. We sing our next hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, number 770. First reading for this afternoon is taken from Psalm 145 verses 13 through 19 which also contains Dorothy's confirmation verses which were verses 18 through 19 Just very quickly perhaps my my fondest memory of Dorothy and I mentioned this to her family when we met is that pre-COVID when we were able to have the greeting line in the back and the Folks would come through and we would shake hands and say hi and uh, uh, God's blessings. Uh, And then of course everybody would sort of be on their way and Dorothy always sat right there, right in that that, that spot, right there. And of course she had her walker and she would be one of the last ones to come down the receiving line and as many here will tell you, if you were in front of, of her and you weren't going fast enough, she might give you a little nudge with her walker. Just to sort of, oh, I don't know, let you know that perhaps you need to go a little bit faster whenever you went through. The times that I had the opportunity to meet personally with her were very, very special times. She was a great woman of faith. She loved her Lord. And the evidence of her faith among many can be found in the fact that her family is here today in the faith of her lord Jesus that she passed on to them and what and there is no there is no better inheritance to give and of course the, the faith that we share and so now she does rest from her labor she awaits the final day the 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 real culmination of her faith on that last day, the resurrection of the dead, in which our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will return. He will take with us those who have believed in Him, who have believed His gospel. And certainly, Dorothy, as the old song goes, will be counted in that number. And so, the first reading from Psalm 145 Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving toward all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on Him, to all who call on Him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear Him. He hears their cry and saves them. This is the word of our Lord. The second reading is from Psalm 91, starting at verse 1. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. or the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent, but he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all of your ways. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. Holy Gospel from St. Mark, chapter 10. People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this he was indignant and he said to them let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of god belongs to such as these I tell you the truth anyone who will not receive the kingdom of god like a little child will never enter it and he took the children in his arms with his hands on them and blessed them This is the word of our lord Please be seated We're seeing our next hymn, When Peace Like a River, it's number 763.
2: The God today is Dorothy's confirmation verse from Psalm 145. It reads as follows. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, who call upon him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. So far the text. The comfort of our Lord Jesus be with you, Edith and Mike, Lynette and Kearney, and Wynne and Susan and Bruce and Cindy and all your family grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren even, and all of you gathered here this day. Amen. I want to thank you, Pastor Sletton, for inviting me to come to be a part of this funeral service as I have many connections with Dorothy. She spent part of her life in Lockwood and was a member of Emmanuel Lutheran Church. She was married to her husband, Milton, at Emmanuel Lutheran Church. And our Lutheran circle's kind of small. For the Freistadt young men would come to Lockwood to seek out their future brides, and the young Lockwood men would seek out their future brides from Trinity Lutheran Church here in Freistadt, all through the Walther League. Well, after serving two vacancies here, I would see Dorothy at church, at ladies' aid, and at meetings, and she would always make her way to find me and to with her friendly smile, say hello, and ask me how, our Betty, how Betty, her sister, was doing as well as other members of Emmanuel Lutheran Church that she knew. And then when Dorothy's granddaughter, Melissa Estes, became our daycare director at Emmanuel Lutheran Church, of course, Dorothy was present at our open house. So there's many connections with Dorothy. Dorothy May Alice Osterloh. She would say, oh, the joy of being near my Lord, as God was present with his people in Israel in the wilderness, in a cloud by day and a fire by night, through the tent of meeting, the manna and quail in the wilderness, the water from a rock, and through the priest. So God made his presence known to Dorothy throughout her earthly life. Dorothy was born in 1927, grew up during the time of the, what you know as the Great Depression, the oldest of nine brothers and sisters. God used that depression to form a strong and hearty stock of people who were always thankful for the smallest things. Her parents, Albert and Bertha Frock, did all they could to eke out a living in those hard times. They were sort of like you know sharecroppers living in Arkansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, and other places working for other farmers picking cotton or perhaps even corn. You might say that Dorothy was an early woman's liber in the sense that she would do the work of any man if she had to. And she would make it her goal to pick 100 pounds of cotton per day. She was not going to let any man outpick her and think that she was some kind of a weak little girl. And what did she earn? Oh, maybe 25 cents for a full sack that she would drag behind her back in that hot, sandy field. Yet in those bleak times, the Lord was always near providing for what they needed to survive. And her parents knew that it came from the Lord, that it was he who made it possible for their simple livelihood. And they taught Dorothy to know it and to see it as well. No matter where they lived, they found a Lutheran church to attend. Bedtime and table prayers were taught and the Saturday evening once a week bath was a ritual that you welcomed because you were being prepared to get cleaned up to go to be in the presence of the Lord on Sunday to hear his word. It was truly a blessed Sunday if there was a congregational meal following the church service and better yet, mission festival when all the churches got to before they moved to Missouri. And as you well know, confirmation was not one of those eight-week little courses that you took. It was a several-year confirmation time of instruction in and memorization of the entire Luther Small Catechism, plus Bible verses and hymns. And when Dorothy was confirmed, Her pastor gave her Psalm 145, verses 18 and 19 as her confirmation verse to remember all her days that wherever she would go, the Lord would be near to her and she could call on him on any time every day for her Lord and Savior would answer and save her. The Lord is near to all who call upon him to call upon him in truth. And the truth is, The Lord is not like a genie in a bottle that you rub and he comes out and grants your every wish. Dorothy knew that through her instruction, through the word of the Lord, that even though the Lord is in control over all things, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. You prayed, thy will be done, because your will may not be what God wants for you. So your mom's favorite phrase was, we'll just have to play it by ear, because you never knew what the next hours, the next days, the next week's future held for you, but you trusted that whatever it would be, it would be in the Lord's hand, and he would work it for good. Dorothy wanted to be an LPN, or better yet, an RN, But as a young girl, she had to give up going to high school because she was needed at home to take care of a younger brother that perhaps had some special needs. But that didn't discourage Dorothy from expanding her horizon. As a young girl, she traveled to Kansas City to work for some rich people as a housekeeper who had indoor plumbing. She worked in Lockwood at the telephone company. And in 1951, she met Milton Osterloh and they were married at Emanuel in Lockwood and Milton brought his bride home to his home here on a farm in Freistadt that had no indoor plumbing or running water. Can you just imagine the letdown that must have been for Dorothy? but not so. The Lord had brought Milton and her together and the Lord would be near them and bless them. She had firm confidence in her and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and if Jesus could leave his heavenly home and his heavenly throne to be our Savior and to be found with no grumbling and complaining words in his mouth, she could be grateful for what she had for in her mind She was better off than most other people. Milton was kind to Dorothy in that he didn't want her working on the farm. Or as he said, your job is to take care of the children and the house. And as you knew Dorothy, she wouldn't let any grass grow under her feet. Every spring, she and her children would butcher and dress 100 chickens while the men were working out in the fields. She would sew clothes for the children, bring them the 4-H, serve as a 4-H leader, be a member of the ladies' legion auxiliary, making apple butter for apple butter's day, sewing quilts for people, maybe to earn a little extra money. She knew how to work hard, and she just considered it as just being a part of ordinary life. And when finances needed to start, it was a concern, She'd call on the name of the Lord, and in prayer, the Lord would answer with opportunities for work. She and Milton worked as custodians for this church and the school, as well as Dorothy served as a cook at the Lutheran school, and that also included all her motherly and household chores. When they sold the farm in 1962 and moved to Mount Vernon, her husband continued to provide for the family through his work. But then Dorothy would supplement the income as being a cook at John Taylor Senior Center and as a nurse's aide at the Lawrence County Nursing Home. When she saw a need, she would do all that she could do to meet that need. It's the Christian thing to do, for as she was taught, whatever you do for the least of these my brothers, you do it unto me, said Jesus. What stands out the most to me about Dorothy was her cheerful smile in the faith of her, she had and her joy in being near the Lord, her Savior. What a better place to be than to be right here at Trinity Lutheran Church. Here at church she could draw near to her Lord in the corporate worship. In your preached sermons, Pastor Sletton, and as you gave her communion, she could hear you say, "Dorothy." Take, eat, and drink. This is the body and blood of our Lord, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of all your sins. And as she partook of the Lord, he was near to her in his true presence in the bread and the wine. In confession, the Lord was near, seeing her tears of repentance and her desire to do better. And when the Lord rightly should cast us all aside as sinners, Dorothy knew, the Lord is gracious and kind, giving us a Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, who is one with the Father in the Spirit, and that God is gracious and He forgives. Oh, the joy of being near my Lord! The children remember being at every midweek Advent and Lenten worship service, as well as the Sunday worship services. When remembered, how is Mom? would begin the process of frying chicken on Sunday morning at home on the stove with grease. And then they would leave for church while that's cooking on the stove. And when they would get home, that fried chicken would be ready for dinner and it wasn't burnt. How she did that, said, I'll never know. I mean, we wouldn't do that today. And most of all, Dorothy loved being in the ladies' aid at church. When she was so busy doing all these other things, how could she throw in one more meeting? Well, it was at the Ladies aid she could be near her Lord in Bible study in sharing Jesus with others through their mind offerings that they would bring for missionary work and by simply being in the fellowship of other Christian women, encouraging each other on in their faith and serving the Lord with gladness. I asked the son-in-laws what their thoughts were when they first met the Osterlo family. One son-in-law said that, I saw a lot of love in the family. But there were so many people in the house, you never knew who was part of the family and who wasn't. Dorothy had a heart of shining the love of Jesus, who loved her with an everlasting love. Her home was a welcome haven. One more chair pulled up to the table, no problem. She could muster up something to eat. If at work, at the nursing home, the weather becomes inclement with snow or ice, she would have her fellow workers come to her home instead of getting in their cars and perhaps getting into an accident. One of the children would give up their beds. and She was always thinking of others first and was free to freely give of herself and of her goods because she was confident of her Lord providing as he had been doing all her life. Lest you think I'm painting Dorothy as this perfect saint, she was also a sinner, and Dorothy knew it, and sometimes it shone through, as I understand Dorothy, would often speak her mind. To one of her daughters, she said, you're doing such a great job of losing weight, and just so that you know, that is your third cookie. As she got older, her children would get after her for, you just need to slow down, Dorothy, and you need to use your walker. And Dorothy would pipe back, I'm not an invalid. And to prove it, last year, she made 14 pans of cinnamon rolls for the Freistot picnic. She would get frustrated with some of her family members who would interrupt her while she was speaking, simply because they couldn't hear very well. And so she said, you just need to go to the doctor and find out why you can't hear. Dorothy's granddaughter, Melissa, she's married to a wonderful Baptist preacher, Pastor Curtis Estes. And when Melissa became our daycare director at Emmanuel Lutheran Church, Dorothy was so excited, because just maybe Pastor Griffin would make Curtis a Lutheran pastor. He's super duper. When the COVID pandemic hit and Dorothy couldn't go to church for seven weeks, you know, she was so sad that she couldn't go to church and be at Ladies Aid. You know, hearing the service on the radio through the your radio, radio ministry is good, but, you know, it's just not church every morning she draw near to her lord in reading her portals of prayer devotion book reading from her scripture and saying her prayers she passed on her love of the jesus to you her children and family and by the power of the holy spirit you are all involved in your churches in many ways and thanks be to god dorothy thinks she always parked right out here in the closest parking spot next to the doors right by the mailboxes. And she was glad to come walking down this long aisle to enter into the house of the Lord. And she would enter and walk and sit, I believe, right up here in these front rows. She would be near her Lord and Savior through the hearing of the word. Oh, the joy of being near my Lord. And on Monday, July the 20th, the Lord drew her spirit near to himself as in death, her spirit returned to God who gave it while her body now sleeps in this coffin to be placed into the ground to await the resurrection of the dead. And on that day, the Lord who created her, the Lord Jesus who redeemed her with his precious blood, and God the Holy Spirit who recreated her to be his child by baptism and faith will raise her from the dead, and she will walk up another aisle, a long procession to be near her Lord in his presence forever and ever. And it is in this hope that we live, and with confidence, we know it will happen, because Jesus, who once was dead, is alive, and because he lives, we shall live also. And together with all brothers and sisters in Christ, we will be in his nearer presence. Oh, what a joyous day that will be. The joy of being near my Lord. To God be the glory, both now and forevermore. Amen. And now we will recite together the Apostles' Creed. It's just turn to the very back cover of your hymnal, the very back cover. And printed there is the Apostles' Creed.
1: I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have knit your chosen people together in one communion, in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Give to your whole church in heaven and on earth your light and your peace. Grant that all who have been baptized into Christ's death and resurrection may die to sin and rise to newness of life, and that through the gate of death and the grave we may pass with him to our joyful resurrection. Grant to your faithful people pardon and peace that we may be cleansed from all our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Grant to all who mourn trust in your loving care that, casting all their sorrow on you, they may know the consolation of your love. Help us, we pray, in the midst of things we cannot understand, to believe in and find comfort in the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. God of all grace, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to bring life and immortality to light. We thank you that by his death that he ended the power of death, and by his resurrection opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Ready us in the assurance that because he lives, we shall live also, and that neither death nor life nor things present nor things to come will be able to separate us from, will be able to separate us from your love, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And we pray together the prayer that the Lord himself gave us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We sing the next hymn, Blessed Be the tie That Binds, is number 649. Please stand. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. This does conclude this portion of the funeral service this afternoon. It continues outside at the graveside. Uh, Those who are able and are willing are invited to join us there at this time. We will be singing. Uh, The last verse of the hymn, I Know That My Redeemer Lives, so please bring your bulletin with you outside if you are.